two, one, roll the footage. Welcome everyone, Simon Severino, your host. And today I've asked Randy Molland to be here with us because he is such an OG, an amazing entrepreneur, great human being, a master in marketing, but not just marketing. He has found that thing that goes beyond and we want to learn about that. So welcome everyone, Randy Molland. And Thanks for having me on the show, man. This is going to be fun. Yes, Randy, who are you here to serve? Uh, I am here to serve entrepreneurs that are feeling burnt out, exhausted, uh, or maybe lacking a little bit of purpose inside their organization. I want to inspire them to regain all that back by adding a giving initiative to their business so that as the, the bigger they go, the more they can give. Oh, that's us. The last months have been draining for everyone. I don't know one person who says I'm super energized. <laughs> I'm in abundance mode. Everyone is like, I need a break here. <laughs> I'll be the one that says I'm in abundance mode. I'm excited about what we're building right now. Yes. Let's get some of your energy spilled over into our community. What is currently working best for you in sales? So there's a little tiny bit of a backstory to this, but one of the things that I found to work very well for me in sales was getting away from the product to consumer marketing. So in my sales conversations, using giving as a language that allows me to connect one-on-one -on -one, human to human with the person that I'm trying to sell. So for example, when I was selling my real estate um, investment portfolio, it wasn't just, hey, would you be interested in investing in my real estate portfolio and getting you know 16 to 18 to 20% returns, right? It's pretty static and generic. I would say, hey, we have a really incredible um, uh, real estate portfolio where we get 16 to 18% returns. And one of the most amazing things is that for every 30 doors we buy, we help put one kid through organized sport every single month that we own that property. So would you be interested in not just getting great returns, but would you be also be interested in joining our movement and helping more people get into organized sports? And what that did is that allowed the person to think more about the impact that we're going to make more than the uh, investment they're going to make into our project and allowed them to get to know me personally and some of my missions uh, in the space I was going as opposed to just the products that we were offering. I love this because who doesn't want to, to help a good cause, right? And you said organized sports. There is something on your wall there around sports. What is that? Yeah, this is uh, an event I did called 29029 Everesting. So basically, I hiked up a ski mountain and gondolaed down and did that loop for as many times until we hit 29,029 feet, which is the height of Mount Everest. So it was 23 hours straight of hiking up a mountain. Oh my God, you're an interesting person. And in the second segment about you as a person, I will ask you a ton about why the heck do you do this? But right now, let's go to your business side of things. So yeah. you have introduced this giving language. Tell us, how, how did you come up with this idea and what did it change for you? Yeah, so uh, a little bit of my backstory is, is I built a real estate investment company 
scaled it pretty fast. I was early, I was 25 years old. And by the time I was 27, 28 years old, I got into the hustle culture and worked myself into a non-epileptic seizure. So essentially my body just couldn't keep up with what I was doing and shut down to zero. Ended up in the hospital and I came out of that hospital realizing like there's got to be a better way to build business than trying to, you know, just work your face off until you can retire at 30. And at the same time, um, I was looking at how people were labeling real estate investors, you know, as a 27, 28 year old white male in the real estate investment industry. And I was labeled as a greedy capitalist from the minute I stepped into the space. And so I thought there's got to be a better way to do this. And I heard from one of my mentors, he said, uh, if you want to make a million dollars a year, build a business that does two million give a million dollars away and you'll be the happiest millionaire if there is. And so that led me down this, this philosophy of cool. Well, if we add impact to every little bit of income that we make, then we're excited to go about the impact that we're making, not so much the income impact that we're driving, the income that we're driving in. And so that's when we started uh, donating $10 per door per month from our real estate portfolio, which then excited and grew, uh, wanted us to excite us and grow our portfolios. So, you know, instead of saying, hey, we want to go buy 10 more doors, it was like, hey, for every 30 doors that we go buy, we can help one kid go through sport. And that changed our whole philosophy and allowed us to start thinking in a different manner about the impact we wanted to make more than the income we were drawing in. Hmm. And now you, you are teaching people how they can introduce the giving language into their businesses? Yeah, that's exactly it. So as I started doing that, I ended up uh, creating this movement called Go Big to Give Big, which was under the principles of the bigger we went, the more we could give. We need to go big to give big. I built that through the real estate communities for quite a few years and then uh, ran a mastermind around just doing this for regular entrepreneurs. And that's where I just found my extreme passion was that I can take anybody's business doing any sort of product sales add a giving initiative to it, give them the sales script and model to go promote it and make them excited about the products that they're selling and excited about the impact that they're making and re-energize their uh, whole team and organization to get behind this movement and actually see a huge product increase because people are excited about it and their consumers are more excited about it. And just generally more people want to work with organizations that are giving back uh, than one that doesn't. And that's statistically proven that in all the surveys is like somewhere, I have like a ton of stats, but basically between 80 and 93% are all statistically proven why people want to give back or work with organizations that are giving back versus one that isn't. Oh, we love masterminds here. In fact, in half an hour after this, I am meeting my mastermind. We meet every Monday and we love it. So tell us, uh, how often does your mastermind meet? How do you meet? What happens there? Yeah, so I've built three three different masterminds in my uh, career. Uh, one of them was a real estate investing one. We became the top real estate investing mastermind in Canada. That was built for a year-long program. Lots of fun. Three live in-person events. It was absolutely crazy. Then I built a mastermind, um, specifically just a six-month beta tester to see if this product or concept was needed. I wanted to test and see how many people actually were interested in taking their business and adding the for purpose or giving component to it. So I just ran that one earlier this year. And that we met twice a month with an expert call and a networking call. And I found that to just be so passionate that now I opened that network up. So I was a closed 50 person group. And now I have an open enrollment. Uh, it's called the Go Big to Get Big membership community. And it is the exact same thing where we meet twice a month right now. I bring in an expert speaker. I bring in a networking uh, segment where we share about some of the wins we're doing. But one of the coolest things 
is that we share about our impact that we're making as well. So it's not just about, hey, here's how much money I made or here's what's going on cool in my business. It's like, here's the charities that I'm supporting. Here's the good deed I did yesterday. Here's the impact that I'm making. And when you leave that call, you are so fired up to go do some good in the world that it's uh, super exciting. So that's what our mastermind looks like right now. Currently just two calls, but it's going to expand in 2024 to include uh, more events and changing them up where we're actually going to go, you know, maybe build houses in third world countries that need them and go do beach cleanups and go serve the homeless. And those are the events I'm going to run with successful entrepreneurs so that you talk about, you know, your six and seven figure business problems while you're dealing with people that maybe are just happy to get a shower or something like that. You know, it's, it's to create a different perspective while you're talking business. I love this. Beautiful. And so which of your four strategic advantages are your strongest now? Brand, community, switching cost, pricing, power. I gotta say community. There's something about, um, A, I just love building community. I think it's one of the most important things on this planet. It's one of my go-tos. You know, I ran a meetup for seven years every single month, never missed a month in person uh, until COVID came and we switched it online and, and these masterminds I've built. But community is one of those things that you can spread your word faster uh, in my mind and get more reliable buyers than paid ads. I've tried the paid ads game and I feel like it brings in the wrong clientele for my business, right? Especially mm -hmm. when it comes to giving back and that initiative. A lot of people were coming in going like, how does this make me more money? How am I going to use this to make more money? Well, that's not what this initiative is about. This initiative is about getting the right people together that believe, hey, we can make as much money as we want as long as we're doing good along the way. And so by building community, it just like attracts like, and you've heard the saying, you're an average of the five people you hang out with the the most. If you hang out with five people that only care about making income, you end out burnt out. You end up burnt out, stressed out, and having non-epileptic seizures. I've been there. And when you hang out with people that are just true givers by nature and love serving, my closest friends have orphanages in Haiti and orphanages in Mexico and run sex trafficking rings and and or sex trafficking orphanages and all these incredible things. Mm -hmm. So those are the people that I surround myself with in that space. It's just people that are driven by impact, not income love this so community is the strongest it might even create higher switching costs because if i am in a community that gives me so much energy and meaning and purpose i don't want to switch to anything else that's just transactional i would lose that that energy wheel yes what is what is your biggest risk from your perspective is it burning out still or is it something else now um is that are you asking me personally or in the business it hard to s separate, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, my biggest risk that I run right now is um, the fear of failure for me mm -hmm. is proving a model. So I'm creating something right now that hasn't really been done a lot of. I'm creating something called a fractional chief giving officer. So mm -hmm. I'm building a consulting company that comes in and works with small to medium-sized businesses that helps them actually just take the impact division of their organization and build it all out. Right. Think like a fractional CFO would take all your financing or a fractional mm -hmm. COO might come in and build all your operations. We come in and we build out all the giving initiatives for your entire organization so you can just run the business and we can run the impact. And so I'm launching this new product uh, sale. And the biggest fear I have right now is that I, I've proven it and I've tested it and I know it's going to work. I've had clients, I've broken it and I've rebuilt it again. The fear is just how much market share actually wants to give back versus just saying it, right? How it's easy to click a button and say, yes, I would love to give back. But when it actually comes to writing 
you know, checks and bottom dollar lines, how many people are actually going to pay us to build that initiative for them? That's my greatest fear right now as we launch this product. So you have tested it already. So you have some experiences. What we have seen is when the role is, for example, community building is a role that we are seeing installed for the first time often, and they get a lot of critique after three months. Hey, where is my ROI on this? And then the community role person says, hey, my goal is to build community. It will have indirect return, but that wasn't the deal. And so this discussion starts. So how do you set it up in a way that expectations are aligned? Yeah, man, community building is, is so challenging and so tough. And I think one of the things that people miss is they get very excited about the thought of building the community, not the long-term growth of the community. I'm going kind of the reverse. I'm starting my community very small. So I'm very intentional with the first 50 people that I'm putting into my community. This is something I've learned just from my entrepreneurial career is that growing faster isn't always better, but growing smaller with the right people is. And that's what I did with my consulting. I only took in five people to prove the model and find out what worked and what didn't work and then we broke it and fixed everything and broke it and fixed everything and then now we're about to launch it to go take on 15 clients to see what happens same thing inside my mastermind community that we we're chatting about you know i took 50 people as my founders and said hey you're my founding 50 the first two or three months is going to be very slow it's going to be the opposite we're not going to come in with this big hype it's going to be slow we're going to slowly bring in the right people but i know that if i put 50 of the core founding members together that believe in this product when the 51st person comes in they're going to say, whoa, this is either A, the most amazing group I want to be part of, or B, eh, I actually am not a huge fan of this. And they've built so much camaraderie and we got the system down there. When somebody comes in, they get announced on Facebook, they get welcome. There's 15, 20 people messaging them. They get networked, they get set up. Like it's like, it's meant to be the long-term game. I want this community in five years to be the most philanthropic group of entrepreneurs on the planet. That's purely what it is. I'm not excited about my uh, income that I need today. Cause oftentimes you'll see a lot of people build communities when they need to create income because they don't have any revenue. It's the easiest, mm -hmm. quickest way to build revenue. I'm going the opposite. I don't take any revenue from my community. I just put it back into the growth of the community and I'm building the consulting company, which is going to be my income generator. So it allows me to kind of have a lot more fun inside that community to put the right people, look at the long-term growth and listen to the members of what they want and how we can grow it. What about testing your pitch right now? Because there are so many CEOs right now, business owners listening to this. They might be exactly the people who need a fractional. Uh, how, how do you call the role and what's your, what's your conversation with them? What, do you, what would you say to them why they need it? Yeah, so, so my pitch is basically this. Look, I ran a mastermind with 50 entrepreneurs that all wanted to add giving into their businesses. They all paid me a large amount of money to teach them how to give back. And I realized that everybody wants to give back in their businesses. But one of the things is I gave them all the um, skills and all the templates and all the communication they needed to go implement into their businesses. And six months after they signed up for a mastermind, I asked the entire audience of 50 people who had given back and only 10% of the people actually put their hands up that they could implement it. And that's why people hire us is because they truly want to make impact, but they just don't have the time, effort, or energy to actually build it into their organization. And so that's what fractional chief giving officer is, is it actually comes in and takes care of the entire giving initiative for you from everything from going and finding the charities that align and support with you, managing that relationship, managing the relationship with your entire organization, team, creating the volunteering, everything that goes on inside there. 
so that all you have to do is focus on growing the business and we can manage the impact. But one of the most amazing things is that for every five clients that I work with, I actually support one nonprofit for free. Nonprofits are the most non-profitable businesses out there and they can't hire consultants like me. So what I've actually done is working with nonprofits, reverse engineered the process as well so that we take nonprofits and teach them how to partner with businesses so that they can get more funding for their organizations instead of having to go to the public. So would you be interested in hiring us to take care of your impact, knowing that you're also going to be helping nonprofits, maybe the one that you choose, get more funding for their projects? Sounds great. You got my attention. And what's the minimum hmm. in revenue that we have to do to be eligible for your offers? Yeah, typically I work with most people I work with are, are in that seven. 750,000 up to a few million dollar range. People have to have a pretty designed product and pretty like they have to have proven revenue to start actually working with us to take it over. If they're below that, that's what my community is for. That's where we get people excited and teach them about how to add giving components stuff. But oftentimes they don't have the revenue to afford someone to come in and actually manage and take care of that impact and, and do the work. Someone's not going to pay me to manage all that if they're just donating, you know, 500 bucks a year kind of thing. Uh, oftentimes we work with people that have a little bit more revenue, a little bit more established businesses that are, I'll say like the ideal client is like that CEO that's built this company. They're all out and they realize that there's got to be a little bit more than just the money, but just every time they think about it, fires come up and they need somebody to come take care of it. I love this. Have you recently changed your mind about something? Um, yes, every day <laughs> as an ADHD entrepreneur, that's what I do is change my mind every day. Um, one of the things that I had to adjust is that I was going to launch a four week training program on how to build a purpose driven business. And I had my assistant build out all the programming, all the calls, and I launched it and some personal stuff came up in my life that was just distracting me from being 100% present. And I had to pull the plug and change everything, not change everything, but stop the entire program and say, you know what, before we launch this and get it out the door, I need to focus on some other stuff internally before I'm 100% present. That's going back to like being intentional with my community, not just trying to get products out there. I'm actually going to be really intentional about what it is. And so uh, I actually just changed completely and pivoted and I'm pushing that into the new year now, as opposed to launching it when I wanted to launch it mm. because of uh, just some challenges that I faced in my personal life. So having to make that pivot quick decision uh, just based on challenges in the day to day. What are you doing to supercharge your sales? Uh, so networking has become one of the greatest gifts for me ever. I've always been a super connector, but I never knew how to use it. I was like, I know a lot of really incredible humans. I've been a part of a lot of masterminds. I've been a part of a lot of networks. I've now figured out how to master networking in a way that allows me to not even have to do um, uh, like connections. People just make referrals. So I get you know, probably four or five intros um, every few days from just my super connector friends that are all A plus intros. So I got very clear on who exactly I wanted to get introduced to. And then I just only tell people that's the introductions that I want. So I don't let people just make random introductions for me. It's for, hey, I only speak to visionary entrepreneurs that believe in impact over income, that have a business that's organized, not just somebody on the thing, but like an actual business organization. And that has put so many incredible uh, humans in front of me that if, even if they're not interested in uh, purchasing from me, they know people in their organizations or in their networks that are, and it's just like a spider web. So it's just expanded up quickly and that's supercharged. Oh, like I have probably 15, 20 people waiting to hire us for the CGO because I, they're just, 
the network just keeps growing and I haven't done any advertising for it. It's just continually putting A plus people that want the products and services that we offer in front of us instead of having to cipher through thousands of bad leads. So we have to be specific and tell people, hey, this is the intro that I need. Yes. And now we move to the segment, which is my favorite segment. Now I can ask you about your sports <laughs> and about your life after one word from our sponsors. What if your business would run well even when you are on vacation? Discover how 1,600 business owners have regained their freedom using the Strategies Prints blueprints. How they enjoy living their dream and watching their business scale. Get the exact checklists they use to go from stressed to fulfilled using the Strategies Prints method. Order your copy of Strategies Prints 12 Ways to Accelerate Growth for an Agile Business on Amazon today. And if you love it, leave us a review. For more information, head over to strategiesprints.com. What makes you happy as a dog? Ah, oh, so many things. Uh, obviously, giving is one of my favorite things on the planet. Um, I, I don't think there's many things in this world that can make you happier than going out and feeding a starving child or working with the homeless or doing some stuff. But to get a little bit away from that, more into my personal stuff, uh, running is one of my favorite things right now. Uh, physically testing myself to see what my capabilities are. Man, there's nothing more exciting for me than than seeing how far I can push the limits of of what I'm actually capable of. Why, why is that important to you? I found this. So I went through a lot of business challenges over the past few years, switching, transitioning from my real estate investment company into building Go Big to Give Big. You know, I had business partners I had to leave and, and things like that. And it was very challenging for me mentally. And I started to have a little bit of self-doubt of, is this the right move? Am I really that you know much of a badass? Is this really where I want to go? And I found a direct correlation that when I was physically challenging myself, I realized that I was capable of so much more. So on this hike here that we're talking about, that 29029, 23 hours straight, I didn't think I was capable of. But it was in those 23 hours when so many people gave up, so many people went to bed because you have 36 hours to complete. And I said, no, I'm a badass human. I go until I can't stop. And so I hiked through the night in the pitch black by myself up this mountain. And that is when I, I finished third of 250 people. And that's when I realized that I had a little bit more grit than a lot of other humans out there. And that has been able to just like fuel me in so many different ways. Um, and, and so now I take on different fitness challenges to remind myself that I am a little bit grittier and a little bit tougher than a lot of the challenges that I'm facing that are pretty minuscule in life. Mm. So interesting how sports is so in, in individually different for everyone. Um, what are you doing to supercharge your relationships? Yeah, um, back to a little bit of that networking piece. One of the best things that I've found is being able to refer people to podcasts. So um, I I have quite a few friends that run podcasts and I typically talk to a pretty high caliber human based on the introductions that I've built for myself. And most of them want audience, right? And so oftentimes uh, when I meet somebody and if I can further that relationship or I like what they say, I say, Hey, I've got a really cool friend that runs an amazing podcast. I, I put a lot of guests on his 
shows, would you like me to send you over to them? And that person just feels like, whoa, 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 really awesome. That'd be so great. Like it's a free value ad, cost me nothing. My buddy that has the podcast is really excited because I'm bringing him a caliber guest. And the person that are referred over now feels like they're, you know, 5149 of like, oh man, I got to go do something for Randy now. And that's typically how I'm getting high caliber introductions. They're not just introducing me to the low part of their network. They're bringing me up to the high part of their network where they're like, hey, Randy delivers high quality introductions and is a high quality human. I know he only is going to want to talk to the highest quality in my network. So referring people to podcasts that's free for everybody costs me nothing, but makes a big impact is one of the things that I'm doing to supercharge my uh, relationships. Oh my God, people listening. This is a win-win-win that Randy has created without even having the resource of a podcast. So you don't even need to run a podcast or to have a resource but still, you can bring two people together who have this and create a win-win-win situation. This is genius. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I'll just say this. Like, if you're listening to this right now and you're like, oh, I know someone to be a great guest for Simon's show, right? Something like that. It has to be A-caliber people. You can't, as soon as you refer somebody bad to that show, you lose that. That's why it has to be so intentional. But if you have a person in your network that would be a great fit for a show, Oftentimes people are scared to make that introduction because they don't want it to fail. But when you know someone good enough and you know their show and you know that your friend is going to be a good fit and you make that introduction, it's like putting it in a supercharger, man. It just blows up and all of a sudden everyone is so grateful and happy. But that's how you get to that higher caliber is by hanging out with those kinds of introductions that the people you introduce are only great. And I'm sure it's the same for you, Simon, as you get introduced to more people. It's like, I just only want to hang out and talk to the people that are of the caliber that are on my show. I love this idea and one has to be careful as you as you rightly say because I'm, I'm getting a dozen such introductions or proposal per week some yeah. are self-proposed I usually don't even um, spend yeah. much time researching there I have a polite email template for that and then there are some who are a PR company and so they send me their yeah. clients which I do some research on and most of the times it's just a lazy passing a client yeah. <laughs> to yeah, make them famous. 100%. That is not a good introduction. But as you can say, but as you just said, you are doing the introduction with thoughtful thinking about who they are here to serve, how that contributes and how that fits well. This is the win-win-win situation. And and you can play in any caliber, you know, like uh, some of the people that I'm talking to have nine figure businesses, hundred million dollar companies, and I'm providing so much value by bringing them to a guest, you know, on, on one of my friend's shows. And they're like, holy smokes, Randy, like you could make a business out of the introductions that you do. I don't want the business. I want the, I want the credibility that comes with it and where we're playing. And it's not just, hey, go meet Simon. You'd be great for a show, right? It's actually saying, hey, here's my you know, good friend. I do it through text because I find text to be very personable. Mm -hmm. Hey, I've got this incredible human. They've been absolute, you know, incredible guest for your show. You know, guest, here's a little bit about the show. Here's everything goes on. I think you guys should have a conversation about getting on the show. So it's not even like saying like, mm -hmm. hey, you know, get on. It's like, have the time to do this and have that conversation. I run a show as well. And it's the same thing. When I get these PR pitches, it's like, ah, I don't know. But when one of my friends sends me a text that says, this person needs to be on your show. I built a bit of a relationship with a guy named Jake Fleshner, and he used to run David Meltzer's podcast. And anytime that somebody would go on David Meltzer's podcast that he thought was a good intro, he'd personally text me and say, Randy, 
here's this guy. I'm going to send him over and he's an amazing guest for your show. I haven't had to go book guests for a long time just because of this concept and theory that people just send over a caliber people that would be great guests for my show. This is a great joint venture partnerships right there. Um, who do you envy and why? I really look up to uh, a guy named Jesse Itzler. And uh, I don't know if you know him or not, but he is he is one of my favorite people right now. Um, I just love his attitude towards business. It's it's so um, relational, right? It's all about relationships. It's all about he has something called build your life resume, right? So everything you're doing, you're doing it for your life resume, not for your business resume. That's why I did 29029 is his event. Uh, and he has a few other things, All Day Running Co. and other ventures that he's building. And it's just all about challenging yourself in a way that's fun and exciting, but allows you to uh, create an experience of a lifetime. So he talks a lot about, you know, if you only go and uh, if you only have 10 more years with your parents and you see them once a year, you only have 10 more visits to your parents. Put that in perspective. Now, what are you going to do when you go see your parents? Are you just going to go sit there and watch TV on the couch? Or do you want to take them out and go see something that they've never seen before or do something they've never done before? It just He just puts life into a whole different perspective for you. And that's what I'm just like, just so infatuated with right now, with how he has framed that and then how he brings business into it. I love this because most people listening to this, they are, they are founders and they don't want to be billionaires. They, they are building a life actually, which is, you know, an expression of their superpowers of what they can contribute to this world of their service to the world. And they want a business that funds that life. Yeah. And so he's, he's a master of that. Absolutely. Jesse Itzler rocks. Um, how do you protect your confidence in tough times? Yeah, that's a hundred percent what I was just sharing. I'll go a little bit deeper into it now. Is once I did that two nine oh two nine event, I came back home with utmost confidence and realized that it was like there was something I didn't have in my tank. And so now and I had I had a new swagger around what I was capable of. I was like, Oh yeah, this little business problem, nothing. I got I got some more to give. Now I challenge myself every quarter to do something. So I did a, ch a challenge called David Goggins four by four by 48. So four miles every four hours for 48 hours. I just ran a, uh, I just went on, I got married and went on my honeymoon and coming home from that, I knew I'd be a little bit soft, you know, uh, eating, eating pizza and drinking wine for three weeks in Italy. And then, uh, on top of a wedding and the stress and everything. So I signed up for a 28 kilometer trail race, um, a week after I got home from my honeymoon. And it was all with this mindset of like the times that I do physical activities resets my calibers to remind myself how I have the confidence and the swagger to go after it. So if I am losing that, if I'm feeling like I'm just losing a little bit of my edge, the instant first thing I do is how do I go find and challenge myself in any way possible? And there's so many different things. It doesn't have to be running marathons and stuff. Um, Colin O'Brady wrote a book called The 12 Hour Walk. And it's all about just putting all technology away and walking for 12 hours. And you'll learn so much about yourself. You'll gain some new confidence. You'll feel really good about yourself. So it doesn't have to be huge physical things. It could be little things like that uh, in, in different spaces. So that's how I'm resetting my confidence and making sure that I don't ever lose it. And that's kind of how I have my barometer is like, 
if my confidence is dropping, it means my physical uh, mm. confidence needs to go up a little bit and then it follows back up with it. I love this. And I used to do triathlons and I do two half marathons a year still, but it's it's much more or less of one big challenge. So because I have three yeah. little kids, so I'm scaling it down to micro um, workouts that I can do every day. Yep. So before everybody wakes up here, I was already running every day. And in the afternoon, in between Zooms and interviews, I do some 15 minutes or 30 minutes weightlifting just here with some barbells. Yeah. Um, it, it makes a ton of a difference if you just get any, quickly into the body, right? For anyone that doesn't think they have time, listen to Jesse Etzler, Living with a Seal. It's an audible book. It's one of the best. It's a normal book, but I listened to it on audible and it's Jesse Itzler and he hired David Goggins to live with him for 30 days. And it, it is the most insane stories of how you can actually, you can find time to create that physical fitness if you want to, and you want to challenge yourself for some of the harder things in life. I found it to be one of my favorite books to remind myself like, Hey, I had 30 minutes between zooms. I don't have time to work out. It's like, no, go and give me 500 burpees in that 30 minutes. You'll find some time to make it work. And it was a really, really cool book that way. Absolutely. Where, where can people follow you? Where can they find your amazing community? Yeah, uh, everywhere. Go big to give big is 100% my brand, my name. There's nothing else out there. Or Randy Molland, M-O-L-L-A-N-D. Kind of coinciding a little bit, but go big to give big is our movement of what we're making the work of. And Randy Molland is my per personal where I just share everything that I share with you today, my excitement around my physical fitness and, and giving back and some of the stuff that we've been able to do and uh, the journey that I'm on and creating all of this. Thank you, Randy, for being here. Please come back soon. Yeah, thank you so much, Simon. I appreciate it. Avoid trying to do thousands of things that doesn't work. We have 274 templates for your business success. Reach your ambitious goals with one-on-one -on -one sprint coach. Redouble your revenue in 90 days. What if your business would run well even when you are on vacation? Discover how 1,600 business owners have regained their freedom using the Strategy Sprint's blueprints. How they enjoy living their dream and watching their business scale. Get the exact checklists they use to go from stressed to fulfilled using the Strategy Sprint's method. Order your copy of Strategy Sprint's 12 Ways to Accelerate Growth for an Agile Business on Amazon today. And if you love it, leave us a review. For more information, head over to strategiesprints.com.